my name is Erin and I'll be your host with these little snack bite-sized podcasts on folklore and mythical monsters from around the world. These podcasts focus on the actual cryptids, folklore and mythic monsters from global mythology rather than focusing on the full stories of heroes and their big adventures. I'll also be dropping in some references that they have to recent culture and where you can see these represented in modern day content so that you can learn more and get as obsessed as I am about these absolute legends of the mythological world. Guess who's back? Back again. It's me. Thank you for bearing with me whilst I was off of entering. I had a lovely time off on my holidays. Edinburgh is one of the most amazing cities I've ever been to. And I had a lovely time being with my partner for a solid week, which we've not been able to do since COVID came along. So that was quite nice. Then I headed off to Copenhagen for a conference with work, but had a brilliant time with my amazing Danish, American and English colleagues. Gutted though, I didn't get to see the Little Mermaid statue up close. I did see the back of her on a boat trip, but didn't have enough time. Also, I went swimming in the canal, which in hindsight was a terrible idea, as firstly, there are loads of jellyfish in the canal, and they're not stingy boys, but they were big. They were big scary boys. And secondly, I managed to get a horrendous cold in Edinburgh, and when I got over to Denmark, I managed to give myself a chest infection for when I got back home. So actually, last week, I was just recovering from my chest infection, wasn't even really off. You would have seen me on Twitter, but I'm back. Yippee. And if I sound a bit husky, that's why. Either way, very happy to be back. I'm going to be doing the same break next year too. I'll do another one in March for my birthday, just so I could have a little bit of me time. Also, whilst away, we hit 4,000 downloads. Ah, how exciting. I can't believe how many people actually tune in each week which is about 200 now on average. So thank you so much for taking the time to listen to my ramblings. I truly appreciate every single one of you. But enough about that, let's get into our monster of the week. This week, we're heading back over to the Philippines to look at the spooky Sigbin. You might not have heard of this one. It's a particularly localized creature and it's not very well known outside of the Philippines. But they're kind of freaky, so I thought, why not? Sigbin are described as looking kind of like a goat, kind of like a donkey, and kind of like a kangaroo. They have long flexible tails that they use as a whip, with sharp teeth, red eyes and long ears that they can perfectly clap along to, sorry if you're not a winner too. No joke though, they can clap their ears, which I actually can't imagine seriously without even thinking of the cha-cha slide or maybe the YMCA. They are said to have a horrific smell, so much so that it makes you want to vomit, and also highlights that one is close by. That's if you can see one, of course. They can be completely invisible to all beings, especially humans who they actively prey upon. If you do manage to see one, they'll appear to have their head between their legs like a dog who knows he's in trouble, but also they'll walk up to you completely backwards, which is one of this monster's super unique and weird characteristics. So I said they munch on people back there, but what do they eat specifically and how, I hear you ask? They're actually almost vampiric in nature. They suck blood from their victims, but not in the usual vampy way of biting their limbs or necks and draining them, but by draining their shadows. How creepy is that? Their favourite meal is children, because of course it is. It's said that a sigbin will only leave its lair during Holy Week, which is Easter in Western terms, looking for children that it will kill for their hearts, which you'll then turn into a hella fashionable amulet. Not sure what they do with them from that point. I like the idea of an underground human heart market. 
like selling little amulets, little necklaces. But either way. They're also known to eat leftover corpses of both animals and humans, which apparently causes that horrific smell that identifies them. If animal carcasses are found in the wild, sometimes this is even blamed on the sigbin, especially to this day, and especially if there are loads of bodies around. Now, this myth really started going in the Visayas Islands and Mindanao, which are the two biggest island chunks in the Philippines, which include the capital city of Manila and the other biggest city in the two regions, which is Davao. However, it seems that most of the reports from this monster are from the island of Cebu, which is one of the central Visayas Islands, which is home to a gorgeous woodland and mountainous landscape. A good thing here to remember is that the Philippines is an archipelago which has over 7,500 islands, so its supernatural folklore is incredibly diverse and varies from region to region. For sometimes it can be really easy to track down these kind of things, but sometimes quite the opposite. For this monster, it's pretty tricky. There's no distinctive time when this myth started going around, however we know that the rumours are definitely quite old considering that they have made their way into folklore and mythos. Also, I can't find any etymology for the name either, which really sucks, but at least we have enough information to give you a kind of good description here. I look after your myth monsters. Now apparently there are families in the Philippines known as the Sigbinan, or those who own Sigbin, their members possess the power to command Sigbin, mostly to keep intruders out of their property, kind of like a guard dog. They're said to keep them in jars made of clay and let them out in the night time, although not sure how that works with the shadow eating aspect, as technically there are no shadows in the dark, or maybe there's an entire shadow in the dark, but maybe they just chill out near lampposts or something. You want a cigarette? They're said to be incredibly lucky if you do own one of these monsters, and you do have to feed them blood into their little jar, so they sound a bit like too much upkeep for me, and I've got two cats. If you cast your mind back to the Mananagal episode, I talked about the mythical demons in Filipino mythos called Aswang. They are basically a classification of demons and monsters in their folklore, and the Mananagal is certainly one of them. However, the Sigbin is not. Aswang are actually said to keep them as pets rather than being treated as equals to them, which I think is a good thing. The only other pet they keep are mythical birds known as Wackwack, who again act as a vampiric creature. As I said Wackwack, I realised it really sounded like Quack Quack, and now I'm just imagining this like owl duck, like a parrot duck sitting on Mananangel's shoulder. Anyway, they will send both creatures out when they cannot find human prey to find animals for the Aswan keepers to feed on. Both are known as familiars, which, like a witch in a black cat or a toad, to both Aswang and to their Sigmanan families. I found a really cool encounter story when searching online for this. A teenager was walking home in the afternoon and heard what she thought was a clapping in the distance. She went to take a look and found an old house surrounded by about 20 Sigmanan. She was horrified, as usually these are invisible, and to see so many was absolutely petrifying. Also, one was staring directly at her, so she did what any sensible person would do, and she ran for her life, straight back home, and kept looking back to see if they were chasing her. Thankfully, they were not, but apparently this woman was proper traumatised by this event, and it's no wonder, really. I would be too. There was apparently a court sigbin back in 2017, which was put on YouTube with over 3 million views. However, any person can tell that this was just some kind of bear, which was clearly suffering. 
I don't recommend looking at the video. It's quite horrible, especially if you're into animals. Even if you're not, it's pretty sick. But turns out it was a hairless sun bear and he was released back happily into the world and healthy, which I guess is the nice happy news part of that one. Catch these in modern culture is pretty difficult, honestly. This is the part I really struggled to find any information on this week. For art, I would recommend looking at the independent artists for this one, only as they're very elusive creatures and so no one's really done any official art of them. The only semi one that I would suggest that I used in all of the advertisement this week is that of Hun Etico, which I think is quite cute. It's not got a name, but if you go on the Twitter you'll be able to see the drawing of it. You can also see some pictures of the captured Sigbin from the case I mentioned earlier and the apparent sightings too in the dark, but I would not recommend looking too closely into the latter, mainly because it's probably faked and they're a bit frightening. And also, don't watch the Sunbear video. I know I said it's on YouTube, but I just wouldn't recommend it. We're a bit short on the movie front too, I'm afraid. However, there are three movies from the Philippines that have Sigbin mentioned, such as Sigbin from 2017, Babang Luxa from 2011, and Ungong from 2012. It's the same situation with TV, I'm afraid, but there are some more popular Western programs, such as My Little Universe, which is in the same universe as My Little Pony. And of course, like most of our creatures, they're in Supernatural at some point. However, a really cool find that I figured out here is a new anime series on Netflix called Tressa, which is about a warrior shaman who assists the Metro Manila police in solving supernatural crimes. It's going to have a lot of Filipino creatures in. Apparently it's live up already. I haven't found it as of yet on the UK Netflix, but it's animated, it looks really cool. So one for you anime monster fans. The only game I could find them in is Pathfinder, which comes up a lot again in this podcast, but I can't seem to find them in anything else from my research, so if you do know any other mentions, please give me a DM and let me know. Lastly, my book recommendation for this week is definitely going to be The Creatures of Midnight Mythical Beings from Filipino Folklore by Maximo D. Ramos. I mentioned his book series in the Mananangal episode, and he's very literally the expert on all things Filipino mythos and cryptid. So if you are interested in that mythology, please do go and check out his books. His series are just amazing. There's loads of them. Highly recommend. Now it's time for Do I Think They Existed? With this one, I'm probably going to say no, only because if you look up any art of them, you'll see that they look awfully either like kangaroos or dogs. Dogs kind of make sense. They might have had issues with rabies, and maybe this was like a boogeyman tale to scare children away from going near them. But the kangaroo thing is maybe pushing it a little, considering that kangaroos only really live in Australasia. It's going to be quite a big literal jump to get from Oz to the Philippines. However, there is speculation that the legend might be based on sightings of an almost myth monster. They have literally just discovered a cat fox on the nearby island of Borneo, which is carnivorous and walks on its hind legs like a person, though it has been rumoured that sightings of Sigbin might actually be sightings of this cat fox, which is pretty cool. I also love the idea of a cat fox. However, I like the idea of these. Much like most of the monsters we cover, the idea that they suck blood from shadows is really creepy. And honestly, some of the photos taken of them over the years are considerably scary, with people referencing a creepypasta character called Rake. Again, I don't recommend looking this up if you're of a sensitive disposition like me. 
But apparently these sightings also really look like this guy. So who knows, maybe one or the other is real and I've just done a podcast episode on this scary creepypasta character. Personally, I'm happy for the Sigmund to be around rather than the Rake. Like, I'm not going to sleep well tonight after looking at those Karen Parrison pictures in the name of podcasting. I thought that was a really interesting one. I found this one a little tricky to find information on. It's a bit elusive. I think it's still a fairly interesting creature, and I really love covering Filipino monsters. I think they're really some of the cooler ones. Next week, we're heading over to ancient Egypt for the first time to look at the wise bird boys, the Bennu. Come flying in next week to learn all about these historic birds from ancient Egyptian myth. For now, thank you so much for listening. It's been an absolute pleasure. If you enjoyed this podcast, please give it a rating on the service you're listening on. I've got the Twitter for any questions or suggestions on what monsters come next, and I'd love to hear from you. The social media handles for TikTok and Instagram are MythMonsters Podcast, and the Twitter is MythMonstersPod. But all of our content can be found at MythMonsters.co.uk. Also with this, I've updated the website so that you can find all of the books, movies, video games and TV shows that I've mentioned each episode, because I know most of you aren't listening with a pen and paper in your hands, and you could be a fan, who knows, and you're listening for this for recommendations, so this can now be found in the resources section of the site. Please go check it out, I worked really hard on that. As always, come and join the fun next week and share this with your pals, they might love me as much as you do. But for now, stay spooky. And I'll see you later, babes.